This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So we're doing a series on faith, and uh, and the word I, I receive for us is that we are a house of faith. Come on, let's say we're a house of faith. Okay, so we are doing next level. This is the fourth message about going next level in our faith. And uh, so how do you know if someone has faith? Is there like a meter that you can test, like, like check out? It's like a, there's a rain meter. Honey, how much did it rain over the, over the last few days? Well, we go check the rain meter. Do we have a faith meter? What is the faith meter? How do we determine actually what or how, how much faith we have? Is it, is it what people say? Is that a, a determinant of faith? Is it um, internal belief? I believe. Is that a determinant of faith? How do we know the level of someone's faith? How do we know? You look at their lifestyle. You look at their actions. Ultimately, faith must move beyond uh, declarations, beyond proclamations, beyond I believe, into stepping out, into living the life that God has called us to. You see, the contending for the, for the fuller of expression of faith is to have faith in thought, to have faith in our words, and to have faith in our Actions in the, in the sense of the, it, it, the, the whole deal. That is the full expression of faith. And I think this is sometimes where people miss it. They think, if I just make a few declarations, and if I just believe, 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 it's not enough. It has to move beyond that. So we've spoken over the last few weeks about um, faith in, 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 in the way we think. We've spoken about faith, the language of faith in terms of how we speak. We need to speak God's language. God only hears faith. He doesn't hear the language of unbelief. And today I want to focus on the outflow. You see, faith is multidimensional. It must be not only a way of thinking and a way of speaking, but also a way of acting. And so you need to Step out if you want to grow in faith. You say, man, I want to grow in my faith. Well, how do you grow? Step out. So this is something that I got at, 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 uh, early in my walk with God. I don't know how it happened, but within about two or three months after becoming a Christian as a first-year student, I got involved uh, at church. I, I became part of the social committee. It was the only thing they could trust me with was let's have a party. At that time, still, <laughs> I haven't had sufficient renewal in my life and my my uh, you know. So I, I I got involved, and then at the end of my first year, Sonic and I we were together on a mission trip. It was like a two week thing, like a holiday resort, ministering to kids and teenagers, and my life was transformed there. Those two weeks, it was just like Sonica shared about it as well. It's just like, just, just stepping out and then suddenly we were complete mess. Two weeks later, we're like, we're not a complete mess. We're 90% mess. Or I was. Um, but something shifted. My second year, middle of the second year, I went to Tanzania. 20 of us students going on a missions trip. And uh, got involved, went to prayer meetings, and I was, just, I was just living out. I was doing engineering on the side, and I was doing Jesus like more full time. And, 
And in the third year, I went to Turkey, and then we just, we just started to step out. And every time I stepped out, it was like the shift that happened in me. You see, if you think, man, one day when I have sufficient faith, then I'm going to step out. You're never going to step out. You don't step out because you have faith. You step out because you believe this is what you must do. And then as you step out, things, you, you grow as you go. And, and what I found is that when you step out, God tends to show up. When you step out, that is when God shows up. So um, in 2013, we were coming back from uh, India, second trip to India, or 2014, second trip to India. And as I was flying back from India, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, go to Argentina. Uh, anything more, Lord? <laughs> All I heard was go to Argentina. So I started to look online. I was like, okay, Buenos Aires is like half of the nation is there. So that's probably a good place to start. And I was like, Lord, where do I start? Who do I contact? All I know is you're saying go to Argentina. So now I'm looking online and I asked the Holy Spirit, God, show me what must I do? And I, I got a word of wisdom. And the Holy Spirit said to me, check on this database, Christian database of people that have attended these type of things. So I checked online. And I found six names of people in Buenos Aires. And then I prayed over the six names, and then the Holy Spirit said to me, that one, that youth pastor lady, contact her. So I contact this lady via Facebook. Hi, <laughs> random individual from South Africa is contacting you. And so I contacted her, and it was incredible because she said she had a word that the Holy Spirit said to her, post your name on this database because one day people will contact you, and they will come to equip your church to move in the fullness of God. So she was like, yes, come. She put me in contact with her pastor. We went over to Buenos Aires, and we had an incredible week in Argentina, and, and the, the Lord used it mightily. I was changed and, and then the Lord opened doors for us from that church into Brazil because the Lord they said to us, go to Rio de Janeiro. We had no contact, and then we had a contact because they had a contact in Argentina to that church in Rio. And, 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 and the Lord was writing this beautiful, beautiful story. You see, what I discovered is, is that God has written an, a beautiful adventure for every one of us. It's written. The script has been written. It's an epic movie. It's better than Endgame. It's better. It's better. And it's, it's written. It's there. It's, 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 it's written for your life. And it's like an, you are over here and you need to step across onto that script. You need to step into that adventure. You need to say, yes, Lord. You have this epic plan. Lead me. <laughs> Show me. But you, you, you're never going to step into it if you just sit at home and you do squat. You're missing out. So the first thing is you need to believe there is a beautiful adventure that God wants you to be part of, and then you need to step into it. Amen. You see, when you step out, that's when God shows up. And every time I step out, and it's challenging, and you don't have faith for it at the start, but then there's this journey of, of contending, this journey of wrestling in the spirit. like, I'm going to Argentina. I don't have a cooking clue what I'm doing. Jesus help. That's beautiful. That's a good place to be. As I said two weeks ago, when God becomes your only option, 
then, then faith goes next level and God begins to move. So I want to encourage us, I want to, I want to invite, I believe God is inviting us into living a life of stepping out. Because that's where God shows up. Amen. You can't just play it safe. If you're just playing it safe, if you just come on a Sunday or every second Sunday or third Sunday and you sit in the chair, well, that's a good start. But there's more. There's more that God wants for you. Okay, so on the last three weeks, I'm going to add a fourth one today. The first question was, what does faith look like in this? The first Sunday we spoke about that. What you need to ask this question with whatever challenge you're facing, what does faith look like in this scenario? Direct your heart into trusting in God. You're at work, a lot of pressure, you don't know, you know, maybe there's not enough work coming in, or you're trusting for this contract or there's something to come through. What does faith look like in that? Ask that question and direct your heart into faith. The second week, we asked this question, what is diluting my faith? What am I trusting in that I should not be trusting in? What is keeping me from putting all my trust in God so that God becomes my only option? I tell you, when you travel places, then you have to uh, put all your faith in God. Thirdly, last week we spoke about this, and now you're facing something, whatever it is, sickness, disease, trials, whatever it is, there's a storm coming, now you have to ask this question, okay, God, so what are you saying about this? Doesn't look good. I want to freak out, but I have learned, no, we don't freak out, we freak up. We ask God, Lord, what are you saying? Because God cannot see something with hopelessness. I mean, it was incredible to, over this weekend, attending this conference with Sean Boltz, who's a, who's a, is a true prophet, and Bill Johnson, a true apostle of God. It was, I mean, if you were there, you just, it's undeniable. God is incredible. God, Jesus is amazing. The amount of people who were physically healed, hundreds upon hundreds of people were physically healed, testifying, the, 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 the prophetic words that these guys got and just knew things about people, it's, it's incredible. Um, the one thing, um, Sean Boltz, he, um, they were demonstrating the, 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 the prophecy and, and words of knowledge, and they were stepping out, and, and so he, he, while the one lady was stepping out, he just had the word Ignatius, and it would name Ignatius, and he felt there's somebody here with the name Ignatius, and he was, thought it was like connected to the uh, early church father, Ignatius. And, um, and so a lady jumped up and said, my husband's name is Ignatius. And then Sean Ball starts to prophesy, well, I'm, I'm seeing justice, and he starts whole thing about justice and, and, and things. And then at some point he asks her, so what do you do? What do you guys do? Because I'm feeling God is saying something about justice that he wants the two of you to do. And she says, no, I work in the courts, and my husband is an attorney. But I was just incredible. One word from God can just shift things. He had incredible words about our country, about the shift that's coming in our country, economically even, shift coming to our country. Yo. It was, uh, it was special. So what is God saying about this? You need to ask God, what are you saying? Yes, we're looking at South Africa, it doesn't look great, but then what is God saying about our nation? Because he is that powerful. He can shift anything at any time, any moment. Number four, and this is one I want to focus on today. What opportunity do I need to step into? What opportunity? What do I need to step into? What do I need to step into? 
What opportunity are you holding before me, God, that I can step into? Because when I step into it, you're going to show up. Step out and God will show up. And this is something that I've, as part of my DNA, I've always been like this since becoming a believer in 1996. I've just been, um, God, whatever you say, I'm going to do it. Whatever you say, Lord, I'm going to step out. I'm going to do it. And I believe that's one of the reasons I have grown, because I'm just continuously stepping out of my comfort zone, continuously stepping out of my comfort zone, continuously stepping out of my comfort zone. If you are too comfortable, you're not going to grow. Amen. Uncomfortable. God is waiting for you outside of your comfort zone. Amen. So I was at the airport on Sunday, on Friday or Thursday, and uh, in the lounge, and there's a guy that came in, and, and uh, there's somebody that's been, um, we had a, you know, one of those moments where you had to correct somebody some years ago about things that wasn't so great, and, and the result was like super offended, you know, left the church, very upset, wants nothing to do, <laughs> you know, I've done everything to try and make right, and and, and, and just like no, no reciprocity. And uh, anyway, so I was just, and here you, the guy walks in, I'm like, you know, doesn't greet me, <laughs> goes, sits there. And I'm like, man, I'm meditating on this word now about stepping out. And I'm like, man, faith, faith is uncomfortable. Faith is uncomfortable. Faith is uncomfortable. So at some point, I get up, and I walk over and say, hey, how's it going? Shake hands, sit down. And then we had an awesome chat, you know, just engaging and stepping beyond the fear of, well, what if he's negative? What if he's ugly? What if he's, what if, who cares? <laughs> From your side, step out, you know? And sometimes we allow relational things. We are so afraid of getting hurt that we don't step out. We're so afraid of, of, of somebody maybe not greeting us so we don't first greet them. No, step out. Yeah, it was amazing. We, we chatted for long, and we were standing in the queue chatting again, and we were at Joburg again and standing, and it was just like, man, this is just so good, just reconciling and connecting. It's beautiful. But you have to step out. So how do you know where someone's faith is at? Or what is the best season to evaluate someone's faith levels? When everything's going beautiful? No. When it's storm time. Storm time is then the real you is revealed. It's easy to, Jesus is wonderful. You just won the lotto and the contracts are coming in and you just, you know, met the love of your life. Jesus, you know, when someone gets engaged, they like worship like this, Jesus. Feeling so worshipy today, you know. <laughs> it's easy when things are good and going well. It's easy when, when everything's going your way. But the test is when the storm comes. The test is when things are not going your way. The test is when someone criticizes you. The test is when, when things don't look so great. What comes out then? That's a test of real faith. And it's not bad when it's revealed. It's just an opportunity for you to now to really grow. So don't be upset with yourself or you know, feel like, oh, I'm so terrible, storm, and I'm, I'm shaken. It's okay. Just keep on staying in God until your faith becomes stronger. So the storm reveals our measure of faith, and it's also an opportunity for us to take our faith next level. Storm, the storm. Don't be afraid of the storm. 
Okay, so immature faith, what does immature faith look like? It is making declarations, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. But you're not conquering anything at any time. You're just making declarations, but there's no real change in your life. You need to have a few victories under your belt at some point for it to be real faith. Otherwise, it's just like make-believe. You know, so if you say, I, you know, I am more than a conqueror in Christ, man, then you need to overcome your porn problem at some time. You need to overcome the alcohol at some time. You need to overcome your anger at some time. Real faith must manifest in real life change. There are few people that offend the rest of the world as much as hypocrites. More than a conqueror, but your life is a mess. <laughs> you know, obviously we start off there. My life's a mess, but I'm more than a conqueror. <laughs> Please, Jesus. <laughs> but over time, there should be real change. Come on, say real change. Okay, faith can't just be a nice idea. There must be a manifestation of real life change to be true faith. Or you could say, I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like we said last week, I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then you do nothing. No, you say, I am able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me to give you the courage and the faith and the focus so that you can step out and now do it. Amen. There must be an outflow. There must be a stepping out if you want to see God show up. Faith must translate into action. It must translate into action. So look at this, John 13, verse 15 and 17. It says, Jesus saying, for I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. You should do as I have done to you. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you when you step out to trust God. Blessed are you. In other words, God will show up. That's mean being blessed. We are blessed when God shows up. You're cursed when the devil shows up. Yeah. So blessed are you when you do them. So how does, this, how does this look? You know, you could say, man, this is my declaration. This is my faith. I'm, I'm, I'm directing my heart into faith. God is my provider. Amen. Let's say it together. God is my provider. Amen. That's a great declaration. So lead your heart to that place. God, you are my provider. So you declare it and you pray it. And then you begin to lean into God and say, Lord, okay, what does it mean? I need to realign my finances or this area of my life according to your ways and your wisdom. So you start getting things in place as you should, dire directing your, your life according to his word. So there must be that, that extra component. But now you have to take it further. What, is, what would action look like? Do you just pray, God, provide. Lord, please provide. Is that faith? Well, that's a starting point, maybe. But you need to first proclaim He is your provider, and then you can start praying, Lord, I ask that you would provide. But then you say, okay, God, but now lead me. What must I do? What must I do? And I know a kingdom of God, upside down kingdom, I know that when we lack financially, yes, I proclaim who he is, so I'm not allowing anxiety, and then I start praying, Lord, I know you're going to provide, you are faithful, and then I'm starting to look for opportunities to bless others with finances, because that is faith in action. It opens the sluice gates of heaven. That is, that is what faith looks like. You don't have enough, and now you give. <laughs> That's trust. That's faith. 
I want to encourage you. Maybe it's your business or whatever it is you're doing is look for opportunities, get every component in place, do your declarations, lead your heart into faith, pray what you need to pray, and then you say, God, how can we bless others? Because your word says it's more blessed to give than to receive, and then as we give, it's like you, you activate the kingdom, kingdom dynamics, the upside down kingdom. As you give, as you bless the guy on the street or someone the Lord lays on your heart, then I said, God, it speaks so loudly. That is action. Faith in action. Or maybe you can say, man, your belief is I am loved by God. I am secure in Him. Now, how would that play out? I am loved by God. I am secure in Him. But I treat my spouse like dirt. Or I'm afraid to open my heart. Or, you know, so, 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 in, so in my case, me and Sonic, at times, my wife would, I remember years ago, Years ago, um, Sonica, um, I, I was just very busy, so I didn't get to giving her some flowers. So she just sort of said, you know, it'd be nice to have some flowers any now and again. You, I was upset. I was like, no, I have to do it. I don't want to have to do it. I want to do it because I just love you. And now when I bring the flowers, I, you expected it. So there's the flowers. So it took out all of the passion out of the, I want to bring you flowers, you know. Um, but, but that's a sim- silly example, but you know, in our relationships, people at times would criticize us, or your spouse might say, you know, could you please, you know, can we che- please change this, or please look at this, or this is really frustrating me. Now, it's one thing to say, you know, man, I am loved by God, I'm secure in Christ, you know, super spiritual, but the moment someone actually gives you some feedback, your life falls apart, and you're like, you know, you don't know how to handle it, or you're upset, or whatever. No, real faith translates into action. So if I am secure in God, and if I am truly loved by God, I can handle some critical feedback from my spouse, or from somebody else. Amen. Okay, so you need to, so, so faith, what, what, what we declare and what we believe must, must translate into real life. I am I'm loved, I am secure, I can engage with people who do not like me. I'm secure, because God is my security. Amen. Okay, because sometimes we like, we're super spiritual, but we it doesn't translate into real life. So let it translate into real life. We need faithful, healthy relationships. Okay, so I want to take you to a passage in Matthew 14. Classic passage. Well known when Jesus walks on water. And it says in verse 22, Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Now, they, they, he basically sent them into a storm. Thank you, Jesus. That is so nice. So, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray and now when evening had come, he was alone there. So Jesus went up into the mountain to pray. He prayed basically right through the night, it, it would seem. He lived a lifestyle of prayer. And now verse 24. But now the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. So there's the storm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> they like rowing all night. It went on until 3 o'clock the next morning. They were row, rowing probably from like 6, 7, 8. At night, they were, they were battling until 3 o'clock the next morning before Jesus showed up. 
And yeah, and, and, and you know, when the boat is, when, when, when the weather is good and the wind is from behind and everything's so nice, then it's so easy to put your faith in the boat. Ah, this is a nice boat. I like the sails. And so the, 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 the trust shifts to our lovely little boat. Until what? Until storm hits. Jesus! Then we like, God, help us now. And, 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 and what I realize is that the storm, when the storm comes, you know, when the wind comes and the waves comes and you want to you wanna freak out. But the truth is the storm is a gift from God, even though it doesn't come from God. It might be the enemy bringing a storm, but it's still a gift. Come on, say it is a gift. The storm is a gift. Look at this, James 1 verse 2. It says, my brethren, count it all sadness when you fall into various trials. Oh, sorry, I misread. Count it all joy. Come on, say all joy. Woo! Count it all joy. All joy when you fall into various trials. Yes, it's a trial. I love what Graham Cook says. He says, when a trial comes, you must say, sing to yourself, happy birthday to me. Because there's a gift coming your way. <laughs> Come on, say happy birthday to me. Hallelujah. Happy birthday. Come on, you must phone somebody when something goes wrong. You say, happy birthday to me. <laughs> I think it happened to Aviwe when I taught this a few years ago. And he said he was driving his car and he had, he had five guys in the car. He was only allowed to have four guys in the car. It's a picanto, a little car. And so traffic officer pulled him over, 500 rand, fine later. And he phoned me and said, happy birthday to me. <laughs> If you get that, that's a faith mindset. That's a faith mindset. I don't like it necessarily what's coming, but I know there's a blessing coming with whatever trial or challenge I am facing. The storm is a gift. Come on, say it again. The storm is a gift. It says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. And that's the test. The storm comes, it's your test. What's with, how's your faith? How's your faith? How's your faith? Sadness, depressed, feeling sorry for yourself, I'm a victim, or praise Jesus. I don't know how it's going to work out, but praise Jesus. There's a gift coming my way. Now, that will be a faith declaration. And it says, your faith produces patience, endurance, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. In other words, without the storm, you're going to lack something. Without going through the storm, you're going to lack all you need. Your faith will not be what it can be or should be. So what is a faith mindset? Faith mindset is, I love the trial, I love the discomfort because that pulls you closer to God. Now, I know it feels foreign to say it, but it's like going to the gym. So you go to the gym and you want to build muscle. So what do you do? You take the little weights. No, you take the heavy weights. You take the heavy weights, you know? And I know some of us, we've got this mindset when it comes to spiritual things. We go to the gym. I want to grow, I want to grow, I want to grow. Little weight. No, 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 no. You have to take a heavy weight. Or maybe if you want to really get fit, you need to run. It's like a jogger that goes long distance. It's like you, you, you get an appreciation. I'm like thinking anything over like 5Ks is in crazy. Anything over five kilometers is crazy. But some of you are like, oh, 40, beautiful, beautiful. Or 90, 
Yes! I'm like, you are crazy. <laughs> but they've developed a love. They have found that, man, that is actually amazing. There's a goal I'm going for. I want to do that. I want to achieve that. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to grow. I'm going next level. So those people have developed a mindset that says, this is incredible. This is, this is actually, some people say, that is stupid, that is crazy, and that is painful. And others would say, this is amazing. And there's all those endorphins things that they are addicted to, those endorphin things. I know, I know. It's the drugs that get them to run. <laughs> That's just my opinion. But, uh, just kidding. But, uh, but, but, but it's, it's a mindset. It's even like when, when, I, when I play squash, you know, um, Foden and I play, and he's unbelievably fit. And so every, I joke about it, I was like, let's go for a gentle stroll on the squash court. And it's not a gentle stroll. I'm, after the first game, I'm like in the, in the, in the locker room, like, <gasps> I'm dying. But then I'm thinking, man, fit, get fit, press through, no pain, no gain. So it's a mindset that we have to shift to our spiritual walk with God. For many of us, our primary goal in life is to not, be dis, not to have any discomfort. That is our primary goal in life. That is the anti-growth method. Okay, that's the anti-growth. The growth way is I need to be uncomfortable because God is there. I need to be uncomfortable because that's when I'm going to grow. I need to step out because that's when God shows up. And how that looks for you, you need to determine. You need to determine what that looks for you. For some of you, it might look like come to the men's camp. <laughs> Boom. Yes. That hit home. Come on, sign up today. So again, you ask this question, God, what are you saying about this storm? What are you saying about this trial? What are you saying about these challenges? John 16, is a great scripture to proclaim. Jesus said, in this life, come on guys, say in this life. Say, that means me. You will have tribulation. Ouch. But be of good cheer. Huh? How can you put the two together? Tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have already overcome the world. So that's a brilliant declaration. God, I'm in the storm, but you've already overcome this storm. This is a gift. Even if it doesn't come from God, this is a blessing. I'm going to grow like never before. I'm going to encounter another dimension of God. I'm, I'm, I'm moving up. I'm moving forward. So look at this, loving the storm. Four points. Four, there's many more, but four reasons why you need to love the storm. Love the discomfort. Love the being outside of your, your comfort. Just can you put up the four, four points there? It should be there, I think. But the first one is God to show. You love the storm because God's going to show himself strong. God is going to show himself strong. If there wasn't a storm, we'll see now as it plays out, Jesus wouldn't have shown up walking on water. The storm is an opportunity for God to show himself strong. Number two, it reveals a new aspect of his glory. So you're going through something is really challenging. If you weren't going through that, God couldn't reveal himself in that, in that measure, in that way. If you didn't have financial lack, God couldn't reveal himself as provider. If you didn't have sickness and going through stuff, he couldn't reveal himself as, as your healer. And the sickness isn't from him. But if you didn't have that trial, you would not know him as your healer. If you weren't going through relational stress and pressure, you wouldn't know Jesus as the one who reconciles and the one that heals hearts and the one who's able to do a miracle in a marriage. So the storm is, you, is your opportunity 
to encounter God in a new way. Come on, say it, new way. It's a mindset change. It's, this is a faith mindset. It's like, man, I'm excited about the storm. Number three, you, you, you pushed out of your comfort zone. You can't help yourself. You are now outside your comfort zone. This is like, I feel like with this YouTube channel thing. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm obeying Jesus, Lord, but this is very uncomfortable. I can already imagine the comments that are going to come. <laughs> I was like playing with the idea of just also saying that, please do not comment. <laughs> so it's going to be uncomfortable, but I need to be ready for that. I mean, if you want to do the will of God, I love this, um, the one guy said that when it comes to, to persecution or pressure, um, you know, or negative from negativity from people. He said, it's like income tax. The more your favor becomes, the more persecution you're going to get. It's like income tax. It's part of the game. You're getting more persecution because you're getting more favor. So it's a win. Get over it. Amen. Number four, you're going to grow in faith. The storm, even if the enemy sends it, is a God tool to cause us to grow next level in our faith. And I'm not saying God brings death and God brings sickness. I'm, that's not God. That's the enemy. Okay? So that's not a storm that God brings. But it's a storm he uses for his glory. Amen. So verse 25. And it says, Now in the fourth watch, of the night, Jesus went to them. That's about three o'clock in the morning, if I remember correctly, walking on the sea. So I want to say to you this morning, if you are in a storm, God is already walking your way. He's already coming your way. He's already on his way to you in your situation. Whatever you're facing, God is already walking your direction. He's already making provision. He's already making, getting things ready to bless you and to provide for you because he's a loving father. Amen. Come on, let's say God's already on his way. He is. He's good. He's faithful. He is love. He is profoundly powerful and able. And he's profoundly good. He is he's, he's more good than you can imagine. He so wants to bless you. He so wants to pour his goodness into you. He so wants to give to you so that you can be a blessing to others. Do not be confused about that. He loves you. Your heavenly father loves you. But now what happens is when we hit the storm, verse 26, we tend to get fearful imaginations. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. You see, when you and I engage in trials with a lack of faith, you will have a whole lot of fearful imaginations. A whole lot of fearful imaginations. You're like, oh, maybe God is doing this to me. Maybe, maybe God is, maybe I am cursed. Maybe in all these fearful imaginations start, oh, what if this just gets worse and worse? Maybe you have one bad month at your, at your business and suddenly you're thinking, oh, what if it's like this and it just gets worse for the next 12 months? And the next month is actually fine. But you were terrified for that month. Because fearful imaginations. If you, if you, if you tackle uh, the storm without faith, you'll become paranoid. If you, if it's a breeding ground. The storm is a breeding ground for fearful imaginations if you don't um, uh, apply faith. So how about a faith mindset? 
How about expecting, you're in a storm, yes, things are already not lacquer, not, not great, but what about expecting the goodness of God to manifest in your life? How about expecting God to show up in your life, especially when you're in the storm? For, for, for years, I had this sort of thinking. I was like, man, I had a good week. Something's going to go wrong now. It's just been too good a month. It's just been too good. It's just like, it's a, I, I just know, I just have to send something. I'm waiting for that phone call. I'm waiting for that email. I'm waiting for something to go wrong. It's just been too good. No. How about expecting God to show up? How about expecting good to come your way? When I made that shift and when we made that shift, man, more joy, more peace, and God shows up more. Faith and stepping out opens the way for God to show up. Amen. Come on, say it. Good is coming my way. Because God is good. Amen. He is. He is. Yeah, so you're in the storm, and you need to say, man, I'm in the storm, but I am expecting God to show up. I'm expecting him to show up because he loves me. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. He loves me. And the last few verses, and then it says, and Peter answered him and said, now I love this. This is just, you're in a storm. Jesus walking on the water, and I love this mindset that Peter has. He's like, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. <laughs> He's just like, Lord, may I come onto the water? Jesus, tell me to come. <laughs> How's that for boldness? That's a sonship mentality. That's like, I, 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 I know Jesus. I know, I know my God. I know his heart. And, and I, I'm taking a hold. The storm is an opportunity not only for God to show up, for you to step out. And he says, and so he said, Come. And we spoke about it last week. You need a word from the Lord. If you want to have real faith, you need to ask God, God, what are you saying? Like Peter was saying, okay, Jesus, say, come. Yes, I'm coming. <laughs> and then he stepped out. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now think about this for a moment. Would Peter have walked on water if he didn't get out of the boat? Not a trick question. No. There's a whole lot of us that say, God, we want miracles. God, we want you to show yourself powerful. God, we want you to show up, but we're not willing to step out of the boat. You need to step out if you want God to show up. You need to step out. You need to pray for somebody that's sick if you want Jesus to heal them. You need to step out. It's one thing to pray for your friends or your loved ones or your family members, and you say, we are praying, Jesus, please save them. Lord, I pray that you would they would encounter your love. God, I pray for my people at work that they would encounter the, you and, and, and experience your goodness. Jesus, please do it. And do you know what he's probably going to tell us if we would really listen well? Okay, now you say something to them. <laughs> now you step out. Now you go love them. Now you go and you share your testimony with that colleague at work. Or you step out and you go invite them to church. Step out, because that's when I'm going to show up. And so many of us are using prayer as a I'm hiding away thing. I prayed, did the will of God. No, 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 you just started with the will of God. You prayed, but now you need to obey. You prayed, but now you need to do whatever the Lord leads you to do. And so this is what Peter does. He steps out. 
And I mean, you can imagine that, that, that moment, you're like, Peter, he's in the boat, and then and there's water there, and he's like, <laughs> okay, are we doing it? Are we doing it? Now, there's, that, there's this massive, that one step feels like a, a world away sometimes. It feels like an insurpassable canyon to cross for some of us. It's like to pray for somebody to see them healed or to, to, to pray for someone and give them a prophetic word or to, or to step out and tell somebody about Jesus and share your story of what God has done in your life or whatever it is. It feels so, can, can it really work? And then, and then when Peter steps out, when he steps onto the water, that moment the kingdom comes. That moment, there's like all of heaven says, someone stepping out. Angels move. <laughs> Position the hands correctly so that he can step on them. You know, or whatever it is. I don't know how the Lord did it. But, but I believe heaven notices when someone's saying, okay, God, I'm stepping out. Catch me. <laughs> it's powerful. You will not see God show up unless you step out. You have to step out. So we went first time. I've shared the story many times, but so please bear with me. But um, so we went to India for the first time, and and uh, we had you know I had words that God's going to heal people. I, we haven't seen many healed. Sonica was healed 2012 from insomnia and the skin disease and and some a few others. But I had this word in my heart. The Lord said, I, like God said to me, there's an outpouring of healing coming, an outbreak of healing coming. And so we went to India, and I just told the pastors, we want to preach the gospel of the good news of Jesus. We're going to proclaim who Jesus is, but we want to pray for the sick. So I stepped out in accordance to the word. So now we're going to India. We had a Sunday morning service, Sunday night service. We're in a little small venue, and it's packed with people, and uh, the team danced, and I preached my heart out, like proclaiming, Jesus heals. He is powerful. I proclaimed the cross. I proclaimed who Jesus is. I proclaimed salvation in Christ. Now, these like scores and scores of Hindu people, poor Hindu people, and they're standing out all into the, into the streets and, um, and wanting to see what's going on. And now I have proclaimed, <laughs> this is who Jesus is. Now, you know how Hindu people work? They, they, they like all gods. We'll add Jesus. Yeah, little Jesus. Add that. And, you know, they just add. How do you show them that Jesus is the only way? The only way. The truth. The only way to the Father. He is the truth. Well, through signs and wonders, miracles confirm that who Jesus is. So anyways, we proclaimed and then... They, they, they queued up in front of our team, and the first guy that was in front of me was a guy in a wheelchair. I was like, Jesus, no, no, no. The headache guy, the headache guy. Why the wheelchair guy? I want the guy, this, this no. I had no faith for the wheelchair guy. So, but I prayed for him, and I loved him, because that's what we do. We love people, the miracles in God's hands. Love the guy. And I didn't feel the presence of God, and I was like, this is going to, because there's a lot of people, this is going to be the longest night of ministry of my life. So my, my, I was sinking already, and my faith levels were like going south at an incredible rate. Okay, so we still won't see Jesus heal. <laughs> so prayed for the man. Then the next one was a little boy, about eight-year-old boy, and I just saw my own son 
in him. So I, my heart was so filled with compassion. And this boy was born mute, so his mom said he's never spoken in his life, and his eyes were dark, there was no emotion. Man, my heart was breaking. I was like, Jesus, if you were here, this boy would speak. And I prayed for this young this boy, and I rebuked evil that was probably tormenting this boy. And as I was praying, the next moment God shows up. The eyes change, the darkness leaves, and he speaks. He said, hallelujah, multiple times. He said, Jesus, Jesus, big smile, mom crying. It was amazing. I was like, Jesus, you are amazing. And the next moment, God just shows up all over the venue. Just multiple people start. It felt like everybody got healed after that. Everybody we prayed for got healed and got a touch from God. It was amazing. <laughs> but you know what? On that... Is he going to show up? Let me say to you, when you step out, he's going to show up. He's always working, as the Waymaker song says. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. God is always working. And I, I, I tell you, when you step out, that is when God shows up. And if, he, and if you feel it doesn't show up enough yet, then you step out again and then again and again. But when you step out, that is the opportunity for God to show up. Amen. Come on, say it. When I step out, that's when God shows up. Come on, we need to get a full expression of faith, not just declarations and goosebumps on Sundays and God, you are amazing. No, it must overflow. It must move outside these four walls into our lives, into our homes, into our schools, into every area of society. And what is important also is this is not faith in faith. In other words, you can't wait until you have enough faith. Then I'm going to step out. No, Jesus said, mustard, if you have faith, as much as a mustard seed, a little bit of faith, the mountain can move. Because faith isn't God. Faith isn't in faith. You don't know. I don't know how this sometimes works, but sometimes I step out and I only see a little bit. Other times I've hardly stepped out. God shows up and is unbelievable in the way that he, stay, that he moves. Faith is in God. The miracle is in his hands, but the stepping out is in ours. You have to step out. You have to pray. You have to share. You have to do it. Okay, so what's the question for today? What opportunity, what opportunity do I have to step out? What opportunity do I have in the storm, in this challenge to step out? And then verse 30, ending off, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. So he looked at the waves and he looked at Jesus. You see, when you are double-minded, you will become like your circumstances. When you are double-minded, you will become like your circumstance. You'll become like the storm. You'll become wishy-washy up and down. But when you're full of faith, you're anchored on the rock, and you become unshakable. Amen. Hallelujah. Last few verses, verse 32. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. And they worshiped him because of this miracle, Jesus walking on the water. He was glorified. So the summary, you can just put up the summary there. Love the storm. What opportunity do I need to step into? Step out and God will show up. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. 
Let's do life together.